welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today, and this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. And as always, this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended to be investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Well, hello, welcome back. This is Dallin Hodge from PlanYourFederalBenefits.com. It is great to be with you here today. This week is almost a follow-up of a couple weeks ago when I did a video, I did an article on whether it makes sense to pay off your mortgage about when you're retiring, right? At least after you're 59 and a half, if it makes sense to pay off your mortgage with your TSP money. And most of it was about taking it out of the traditional TSP, right? There's taxes, there's all kinds of good stuff that happens, right? And as a follow-up, I got a bunch of questions like, okay, that makes sense for people taking money out of the TSP, but what about a little earlier on in the process? Does it make sense to invest let's say extra into the TSP or to pay off your mortgage early, right? Along the process during your career, what do the numbers say? What makes the most sense along the way? So that's what we're gonna talk about here today. And I I know with my previous article, I kind of worked through the numbers, but in this one, I wanna take a little different approach. I want to go at it with a list of priorities where everyone's situation is gonna be different. So make sure you kind of tweak these to make sure you're taken care of for your personal situation. But this is kind of the order of priorities that I want to make sure people get taken care of before I even talk about whether you should invest more in the CSP or pay down your mortgage. Okay, so let's dig right in. First, you should be at least investing 5% of your TSP, 5% of your salary into the TSP every pay period. And that is, as you probably know, is that is how you get the full match from your agency. So if you do not take that, then you're leaving money on the table. And that is something that you obviously don't want to do. That's not a good idea, right? So that's the first thing, is make sure you have at least 5% of your salary going into the TSP, period, right? And actually, the good news is, based on a few changes that were made, in October of 2020, the new automatic enrollment is gonna be at 5%, meaning for new employees that are hired after that time that this is really put into place, they will automatically take 5% of their salary and put into the TSP. And of course they could change that, they could make it zero, they could do whatever they want, but automatically it'll start out at 5%, which is a great thing because before it was at 3%, and often people don't change it, right? They just leave it, right? Whatever it starts out as. So making that the automatic enrollment, I think is a great move for OPM, for the agencies, it'll be a great thing overall. So that's number one. Make sure, if not already, at least 5% of your salary is going into the TSP every pay period. Okay, number two, and that's an emergency fund. And I don't talk about this very often because I'm usually talking about federal benefits, but it is a very important thing to have some money, some cash set aside for an emergency, not for Christmas, not for the next vacation, not a savings, just an emergency fund for true emergency. So if something does happen, let's say a car accident or something, whatever, you have something, a backup reserve that you have ready to go and you don't have to go 
put it on your credit cards. You don't have to take out a loan. You don't have to t tap into your TSP as a loan. You don't have to do those things because you have a little bit of a buffer. And now the numbers vary depending on who you talk to, but between at least three months or up to a year's worth of expenses is kind of the window of how much of an emergency fund that you probably should have, right? And depending on your risk level, depends on how much or how little you'll want to have just sitting ready so no matter what, you're ready to go. And it does a couple things. Like I said, first, if you have some money, you don't have to go put on your credit cards. You don't have to do things that might cost you more money over time. You have that ready to go. And second, it feels good. It feels good to have a financial buffer to know like, okay, even if something does happen, something unexpected, which probably will happen at some point of your life, right? That you'll be okay. Having that buffer does a lot just emotionally and mentally to really get you prepared to then do bigger things, whether that's invest more in your TSP or pay off your mortgage. Having that buffer, that foundation does a ton of great things. So that's number two. Make sure you have an emergency fund before you think about paying down your mortgage more, before you you know think about investing more in your TSP. That's important. Okay, next is retirement. So your TSP. Some federal employees invest also in an IRA or they may have a 401k from a previous um, employer or maybe their spouse has a 401k from their employer. But retirement planning is the next thing that I would prioritize in this list. And I know it's, it can be very difficult to know like, okay, how much do I need my TSP to grow to? Like how big does my TSP need to be at retirement so that I'll be okay? right? And I'm a financial planner. I help people figure that out all the time. That's a question I get all the time is, okay, I have this amount. These are my benefits. Am I going to be okay? And it's so different for everyone. It is so different where someone may have a huge TSP balance, but based on their goals and what they want in retirement, it's still not enough. They're not going to make it. They have to make changes. They have to make cuts, whether now or in retirement. But there are some people where maybe they have a smaller balance and depending on their other benefits, they'll be fine. They'll be ready to go. They'll be able to live their time that they want with no issues. So it really depends. But the first step in this whole process is figure out what kind of retirement you want and start thinking about the numbers. Okay, how much money do I need to make that a reality? And then work that backwards to say, hey, how much do I need to be contributing into my TSP, my IRA, my 401k or my spouse, whatever it is, how much should I be contributing so I am on the best track that I can be for retirement, right? And I prioritize that over paying down your mortgage early for a couple reasons. And now there, there's a million different scenarios where it might not make sense, but the reason I prioritize that over paying down your mortgage is this that in retirement, it's a lot simpler and easier to retire, let's say still with a mortgage payment, but you have retirement savings to get you through retirement, right? It's a lot harder to retire if you have very little retirement savings, but let's say you have a house that's paid off. And there's a few reasons why that is, where if you have a mortgage, it stretches out those payments for years and years. And so you have some wiggle room depending on when your income kicks in in retirement. Because for federal employees, as you know, the average federal employee retires at 62. 
and you have your pension, um, you have Social Security, but Social Security often, it doesn't make sense to take it till later, at least your full retirement age, if not later, it depends on your situation, but oftentimes it makes sense to wait. So you have this gap between age 62 and the average employee retires or earlier, if you retire earlier, and when you start Social Security where you may not have all the fixed income to cover your expenses. So where does that come from, right? Let's say you have your house paid off, but you don't have much retirement savings. Where does that come from? Do you have to tap into the equity of your home? And maybe that's the best option for you. But I found that it's a lot easier if you have some retirement savings to fill that gap. And then once you get more retirement income, whether it's Social Security or other things, then you can prioritize any extra cash flow towards your mortgage, right? So it really depends on a lot of things. But often, like I said, it's simpler and easier to have some retirement savings, even if that means having a mortgage still at retirement. Now, ideally, by retirement, of course, your mortgage paid off, you have a lot in your TSP, and you're, you're, you're fine, you're ready to go, um, and there'll be no issues there. But you have to look at your situation and look at all these things, like, okay, am I contributing 5% of my TSP? Do I have an emergency fund? Then, once those are taken care of, Am I prepared for retirement? Am I putting enough into my TSP, in my 401k, whatever it is, whatever you have, am I saving enough so that I can be okay, right? I, I've worked with some clients where they have so much fixed income, whether that's a military retirement, a pension, VA disability benefits, they have so much fixed income that they honestly don't need a bunch from their TSP throughout their retirement. So they don't need that much. What will you have? You have to start thinking about those things. It's like, okay, for me, what is my retirement gonna look like? When do I want to retire? And you start backtracking to say, okay, if I save this much per month, if I invest this way, how much is my TSP likely to grow to, right? And do that simple math and come out like, okay, I think I will be good if I invest this much in the TSP, I save this much per pay period, I think I'll be fine in retirement. Once you get that taken care of, I would then start attacking your mortgage with whatever else you have. I'm a huge fan of no debt, right? I love no debt, but it is not something where no matter the consequences, you want to get it, right? What price are you paying to have no mortgage? Maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't, right? You have to look at the bigger picture and not just this one little thing of, oh, I don't have a mortgage, right? You have to look at everything in your life to make the best decision for you. Okay, I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, please put in the comments, send me a message through my website, whatever. I try to help federal employees as best I possibly can to give the information that they need to think through these issues so that they can get the most out of their careers and also their federal retirement to maximize their benefits and really get the most out of all those, all those hours, those years that they put in earning those benefits to get the most out of them. I hope this is helpful. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time. And again, thank you for making it to the end of my video, the end of my podcast. I hope this brought value to you and your life. My goal with this content is to bring as much value to as many people as I possibly can. So please, if you can, if this brought value to you, please show your support, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, comment, Give me feedback about what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about, and how you can get more value out of this and so that I could do the very best I can to make this the best channel for my viewers, for my listeners, 
the very best I can. So again, thank you for being here and investing in yourself and in your future. And I will see you next week.